Thank you for joining us today. If you're new to The Rock, we would love to connect with you, and you can text Rock of KC to 816-307-1611 for a Connect card, and a member of our team will be in touch with you shortly. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give safely and securely through our app and on our website at rockofkc.com. Your generous giving through The Rock supports many ministries here locally and globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. It's always hard to give that give a baby back. It's like, give me that baby. I need a baby. Too old for a baby. But anyway. Well, it's already been said, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. And let's recognize the moms. If you're a mom, if you're a grandmother, if you're a Mimi or a Gigi or you're a mamere, what if whoever you are, would you just stand so that we can honor you today? Yeah. God bless you. God bless you, each one of you. I pray that you know your value and your worth today um, and that you are honored as a mother. And I know that there are people in this room that... Um, are heartbroken because of just situations in life. I, I know people have lost children. Moms have lost children. I know that there are, are women in this room that want to conceive and haven't yet been able to do that. And, and I just want you to know I've been praying for you this week. And, you know, the scripture says that God is near to the brokenhearted. And the truth is he sees you, he knows you, and he sits with you. And so we don't ever want to just overlook that there are moms here that, that um, have been through things and, and that they um, would love to be in the place of some of us, that our children are doing well, that, that, they're, that they're actually thriving, they're following God. And I will say this, I didn't say this last night, but in our prayer time on Thursday morning, um, one of the things that came out, and it's kind of been that way since the beginning of the year, we've just been believing for prodigals to come home. And Devin spoke a word, and, and I was thinking about my own mom. My brother was a prodigal for 22 years, and um, his lifestyle was like, um, if you looked at it in the natural, you would have thought, I don't know that this is ever going to change. I don't know that he's ever going to wake up. And one day he woke up. He woke up on, a, on Father's Day weekend and, and came to, to a re, had a revelation that, I, that he wasn't born to, to be who he was being at that time. And I just want to speak that as just a, a word of faith to you. If you're standing in a place uh, with a prodigal child, God sees you and he is, he, he's working. He's at work. He's always working even when we don't see what's going on. And I love that about him. Um, I want to read just a couple of, of little things, children's perspectives on moms. Why were mothers created? Out of, the, out of the mouth of babe. She's the only one who knows where the scotch tape is. <laughs> Think about it. It was the best way to get more people. Mostly to clean the house. How were mothers made? From dirt, just like the rest of us. Magic plus superpowers and a lot of stirring. Just the same as I was made, except bigger parts were used. 
Why were you giving your mother and not some other mom? Because we're related. She likes me a lot more than other people's moms like me. <laughs> That's a good one. What ingredients are mothers made of? Clouds and angel hair and everything nice in the world and one dab of mean. <laughs> they had to get their start from men's bones, then they mostly used string, I think. What kind of little girl was your mom? My mom has always been my mom and none of that other stuff. I don't know because I wasn't there, but my guess would be pretty bossy. They say she used to be nice. Why did your mom marry your dad? My dad makes the best spaghetti in the world and my mom eats a lot of spaghetti. She got too old to do anything else with him. My grandma says that mom didn't have her thinking cap on. Ouch. What makes a real woman? It means you have to be really bossy without looking bossy. One more. What's the difference between moms and dads? Moms work at work and work at home, and dads just got to work at work. Moms know how to talk to teachers without scaring them. That's always good. Dads are taller and stronger, but moms have all the real power because that's who you got to ask if you want to sleep over at your friends. And the mom said, amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for this beautiful, beautiful day. Lord, I do pray a blessing over each one of the mothers and, and the grandmothers today, Lord, that they would sense your pleasure as they go about being who they are and doing what you've called them to do. Lord, we give you this time together in these next moments. We just ask that you would come and have your way, that you would um, come and bring adjustments to our thinking Bring adjustments, God, to, to our heart and what, what we're dealing with. Every single person is dealing with something. And, Lord, I thank you that you're in the midst of us and that your presence brings fullness of joy and life forevermore. And we thank you for your presence today. And we just ask that you would come, Lord, and have your way. And I pray, Father, that as your word goes forth, that it would accomplish what you desire and I thank you, Lord, that you're writing a story over each one of our lives today. And I pray, Father, that, that our roots would go down deeper in you and that we would continue to grow up in all that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I have a message that I want to share, and it's called An Established Life. And the word establish in Webster Dictionary says this, to institute something, to make firm or stable, to introduce and cause to grow and multiply, to put on a firm basis, to put into a favorable position. I want to read Colossians 2, 6 through 12, and it's out of the Passion Translation, so it's a little wordy, but we're going to go with it. In the same way you receive Jesus, our Lord and Messiah, by faith, Continue your journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. 
Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength, encouraged in every way, for you are established in the faith that you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. God wants us on a firm foundation. He wants our faith established. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. For they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truths of the anointed one. So important that we that our life is based on the truth of who God is. It goes on to say, for he is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. And our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. Through our union with him, we have experienced circumcision of heart. All of the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished for us. We could just sit in that right there. God took care of everything that we needed on the cross. All that belongs to Jesus now belongs to us. It goes on to say, for we've been buried with him into his death. Our baptism into death also means that we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power, the power that raised him from death's realm. The beauty is, is that we've been resurrected out of a realm of death. So we don't have to stay there. We don't have to live in that place. It, it, never to return. We, we, we never have to go back there. We're alive and forgiven of all of our sins. Here's the truth. We're always growing. We're always growing something in our life. But the question is, what are we being fed? What's being planted in us? What are we feeding on? What's the diet of our life? Are we consuming what the world is serving? Or are we living from a place of faith, growing in our relationship with Jesus? That's the good place. That's the healthy place. That's the place of life. The world has problems, but the beauty is Jesus has solutions. He has solutions to every problem that we have. He brings stability and security to our lives if we let him, if we allow him in, if we, if we allow him to come in and be who he wants to be in our life. He brings stability and security. And outside of Jesus, we're never going to experience true significance. It does not happen. We can climb the ladder. We can do all the things and accumulate and, and just, you know, gather. And, you know, we all have stuff, right? I've been cleaning out my lot of closets, getting rid of stuff. 
And, but we all have stuff, but, but we've got to allow Jesus in to be who he is and, and, and experience significance. James 5, anybody want to answer that phone? <laughs> the, the, here's the deal. Here, if your phone rings during this uh, message, you have to buy pizza for everybody in the room. So I guess we're having pizza after service. Yeah. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. James 5, 16 through 18 says this, make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. And I'm gonna stop here for a minute. There is nothing like the prayer of a mother. I, I shared last night, I remember, my mom was a prayer warrior. I mean, I remember when I was getting ready to put on a big event or go out of the country, who did I call? Even as a 50-year-old, 50, 50 56-year-old, whatever, I always called my mom because I knew that, that she would pray. She wouldn't just say she would pray, she would pray. I watched her for 22 years pray and believe that my brother was going to be delivered and set free. And he's living today a completely different life than he lived for 22 years. Yeah. There's, and, I, you know, I shared this with a friend the other night. We were talking, she was sharing some things about her children, her adult children. And I said, listen, they don't have a chance. They've got a praying mother. And as long as you continue to pray, God's going to continue to work. But I love that about this. And it goes on to say, Elijah, for instance, human just like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain. And it didn't. Not a drop for three and a half years. Then he prayed that it would rain, and it did. The showers came, and everything started growing again. God is good. God hears us. He knows us. He wants to be intimately acquainted with everything about us. Psalms 1 Verses 1 through 3, what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am. And that, those two words, I am, that speaks to identity. That speaks to the identity identity of God, and it speaks to who he wants to be in our world, the closeness, the relationship that he wants to have with each one of us. He is the I am. It says, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light, he will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design. That's talking about us. We're, we, we're going to be firm as long as we're planted in Jesus, as long as we're rooted, our root system. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. That's great news. That's a promise to each one of us. God's ways, God's ways always lead to life. That's where he's taking us. No matter what we're going through, no matter what season of life we're facing, no matter what storm, no matter what winds are coming at us and trying to keep us back, he's always taking us to a good place. 
to a place of healing, to a place of wholeness. If you've been through Discover the Rock um, here, you, you've heard this scripture and you've heard me talk about this, but it's, uh, I love it. It's one of my favorite scriptures, Psalm 92, 12 through 14. It says this, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted, there it is, the key, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of God. And I love this part. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. No matter how old we are chronologically, we can still be vibrant. We can still know the faithfulness of God. We can still experience God in new and in fresh ways. We can still learn things from him. We still spend time with him and he teaches us no matter uh, how old we are, we never get to the place where we're not going to learn, we're not going to grow, we're not going to be built up in our relationship with Jesus. So we're going to take a look at a couple of ways. How are we established? How can we be established in the Lord and be on a firm foundation? Number one, we are rooted. And being rooted in Jesus is a work of the Holy Spirit. It's not something we do. Now, we have practices that we, that, that we, we do. We have rhythms. We have, we have things that we do, disciplines of walking with the Lord. But it's a work of the Holy Spirit. But as we're rooted, we're building a firm foundation. But it has to be rooted in Jesus and in his word. Just attending a service once a week is not going to help your root system. It, you are not going to grow and be built up and produce the fruit that the Holy Spirit wants you to grow on your tree if all you're doing is coming and listening to a word. Now, the great thing is we give you, the, we give you scripture. We're not just talking about opinions and, and what we think about things. No, we're, we're planting something in you. And that's very important to us. It's what we're called to do. Jeremiah 17, 8 in the Amplified says, For he shall be like a tree. Now think of yourself as I read these words. For you shall be tree, uh, planted by the waters. Let me say this again. I'm going to read it like this. For you shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spread out your roots by the river. And you shall see and you shall not see and fear when heat comes, but it's, your leaves shall be green, which is what we just read. You shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall you cease yielding fruit. That's good news. We don't have to ever cease. We're continually going to be growing fruit. If we're planted, if we're planted in Jesus so where are we planted? Proverbs 12, 3 says this, you can't find firm footing in a swamp, but life rooted in God stands firm. And then the common English Bible says, no one is established by wicked acts, but the roots of the righteous can't be disturbed. The roots of the righteous cannot be disturbed. And then the Passion Translation says, you can't expect success by doing wrong, but the lives of his lovers are deeply rooted 
and firmly planted. It's so important that we're planted in the house of God. God wants us connected to community. He wants us to do life with people. That's how we're able to, to, to use the fruit that God's put in our life and use to be a blessing. We're called to be a blessing. And the truth is, in light of that, drifting prevents rooting. And constant uprooting disrupts potential flourishing. So the Bible says if you get planted in the house of God, you're going to flourish. And there's something about being planted in one place. It's like a natural plant. You don't keep uprooting because all of a sudden, then over time, the roots shrink and, and, and you know, shrivel. And, and then it's, it, it does nothing. It's, it's no good. You have to throw it out. But being planted, it, it, it establishes something. And, and as we go through seasons of life, and, you know, the truth is nobody's perfect in this room. And as we do life with people, we, we get opportunities to be offended. We get opportunities to get ticked off. You know, we all have a bad day. But as we stay planted and stay connected, it builds something in our life. God wants our hearts to be established in him. Every heartbeat committed to serving his purposes. So in your world, what are you talking about? What's the, what, what is it that you give yourself to most of the time? What are you looking at? What, what do you believe? What are you pouring into your heart? Is your belief system rooted in the truth of God's word? Or is there a mixture a little bit of Jesus, a little bit of something else. What are you pouring into your heart? Are you listening to your favorite celebrity, following what they believe and what they think? Are you listening to your friend who, who, who doesn't know Jesus and has come up with philosophies based upon their experience or emotions? Because people have opinions. People have thoughts. And they're normally willing to share those thoughts. And if we're not rooted in what the Bible says, what the truth is, then we're going to fall for, for whatever's being uh, espoused to us, whatever's coming our way, whatever's being served to us. We're, so Dick Lucas, who is a London pastor, said this, we are either giving in to the pressures of the world or giving in to the pressure of the word. We want our hearts to be established, not just have an experience. We're establishing strength for future generations. There are people watching us. It is, it is worth following Jesus and doing life his way because people are, people are watching us, and they're watching how we respond or react. They're watching what we're offering them. And I think about it in my own life for my children and for my grandchildren. What am I modeling to them? Because it matters for future generations. What we do today matters for the future. In Psalm 92.12, it says, People are described as upright 
as a palm tree. Now, if you know me at all, I love palm trees. I grew up with palm trees. I normally have a necklace on with a palm tree. It's like, well, if I can't live where there is a palm tree, I'll just wear it and carry it with me everywhere I go. That, that's just, that's how much I love palm trees. So I'm going to give you a little, a, a, a little uh, teaching on palms because the, the Bible uses the palm tree. I love the imagery of the palm tree. And the Bible uses the, this imagery. It says palms are, well, I'm going to share this and then we'll go into it a little bit. Palms are drought resistant, resistant. And the truth is we can be drought resistant. We can be anxiety resistant if our roots are going deep in Jesus. So let me tell you something about the palm. They can thrive in hot, dry weather, but they also survive in windy hurricane winds. So, so they, can, they can go with drastic on this side or drastic on this side. They're very elastic and flexible. They bend, but they don't break. And you think about how tall palms are and winds and rains and all the things. They bend, but they don't break. The roots get stronger with every storm that it endures. Their strength, I love this, is in their core. That's the beauty and the strength of a palm tree. Their strength is inside. It's not outside trying to be something that they're not. It's, it's on the, something's built on the inside. The development of our inner strength and internal qualities will help us survive the storms of life. Inner strength and flexibility are the keys to endure tests and trials. If we truly want our hearts established in faith, being rooted in God's word is imperative. It is the foundation of our faith, and it will keep us tethered to the truth. Second thing of how we're, we're established, we're built up. Ephesians 2.19 says, that's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home in each one of us. He's using us all irrespective of how we got in for what he is building he used apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you. He's using me. Fitting us in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. God wants to be quite at home in our temple. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and God is building a home. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, so speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so you'll all be together in this. No one left out. No one left behind. I know you're already doing this. Just keep on doing it. Community matters. Who we do life with matters. It makes a difference. 
the beauty of the palm tree is it brings shade to people. We're called to bring shade to the people around us. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed. God wants us mature in our faith not deficient in any way. Ephesians 4.14, God wants us to grow up. And I'm going to put a little thing in there that just says, a little paraphrase, not just grow old, but actually to grow up, to know the whole truth and tell it in love like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything that we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. Another thing about the palm tree, it takes 30 years for a palm tree to become fully mature. The planting is a long-term process. And for those of us maybe that have walked with Jesus for a long time, we know it's been, it, it's, it's a lifelong process, right? I remember telling um, young girls when we were in youth ministry, you know what, you're never going to arrive. And I would always tell them, which they thought this was funny, I said one day, even though I told my children, I, I mean, I really drilled this in, do not put me in a nursing home. But anyway, I would tell these young girls, even when I'm in a nursing home, and, and they're pulling my hair through a cap to make it purple or whatever it's going to be. I'm going to be in process. I'm always going to be in process, growing in my relationship with God. So we're built up, but it, it takes time. It's, it's not something that just gets zapped. It's, it's learning. It's... it's being in a relationship and, and knowing that this beautiful God who has, has given us salvation, who has saved us, what, what's important to him? What, what is he talking about? Getting in on what God is doing. Not, not going, God, this is my list. This is what I want. I want this, this, and this. Because a lot of times that happens. And, and, it, and, and, and it doesn't, your life doesn't get blessed that way. Your life gets blessed when you do, when we do things God's way, right? That, I mean, he's given us the plan in the, in the word. Get planted in the house of God and your life will flourish. It's like, well, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go here for a while and then I'll get offended and I'll go somewhere else and, and all the different things that happen. And then, and it's like, okay, well, you didn't do it my way. And so this is the fruit of, of what, what is evident in your life. And God doesn't want us to live that way. So we inhale grace and exhale peace. It's a long, lifelong process. Number three, we are overflowing with fruit. Matthew 12, 35, when virtue is stored within the hearts of good, upright people will produce 
fruit. Matthew 7, 17 says, In the same way, every good, every good tree produces good fruit, and every rotten tree produces bad tree. Bad fruit, sorry. Thank you, Philip, for correcting me. Verse 20 says, Verse 20 says, therefore, you will fully know them by their fruits. Je those are Jesus' words, that we will be known by the fruit in our life. And we have to trust Jesus to produce the fruit. John 15, 1 through 5, I am, this is Jesus talking, I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I've spoken over you have already cleansed you. So you must remain in life union with me for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the, I am the sprouting vine and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, he's got to be our source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Roots produce fruit. We can be rooted in God, in his love, or we can be rooted in something else. We can be rooted in rejection. We can be rooted in rebellion. And that's what's going to, that's the fruit that's going to come into our life. God wants us rooted in him. So let's be singularly focused, not double-minded in how we live. Seeds are planted and fruit grows. It starts on the inside. We will bear fruit. That's a given. There will be fruit in our life. When you get touched, your fruit will come out. It can be love, kindness, goodness, or it can be Anger, resentment, bitterness, but it will come out. What's inside of us will come out. The storm may change our plans, but it will never change the faithfulness of God. And I'm going to end on this. I'm going to read to you Galatians 5.22. And it says this, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. And then it ends, legalism is helpless in bringing this about. We don't live by the law. We live by the love of God. And Jesus is love. And that's what he offers us. That's what he has to give us. 
Some of you probably have known the Lord for a very long time, and this might be a very basic message today. But it's something that we, we have to, we have to um, continually develop in our life. Continually allowing the Holy Spirit to work on things, to work on attitudes, to work on mindsets. That we're living from a place, a belief system that is rooted in the truth of who God is and who he wants to be. Would you stand? I'm going to just pray a prayer over you, and we're going to go back into song for just a minute. But I just want to pray and just kind of seal this message um, in each one of our hearts. Father, I thank you today for each one of these beautiful people in this room. And, Lord, we do know that as your word is spoken, it, it accomplishes. It goes forth, and it, it builds something in us. And we thank you for your truth. And I pray today, Father, that there's anyone in this room that that they're not there that they would wake up to the reality of who you are in a new and a fresh way lord i pray that you would pour out your spirit upon each one of us and that your purposes would be served and lord i just believe that there are people in this room that that are even feeling a sense of conviction in their heart that they're not rooted that they're not being built up, that they're doing things their own way. And I pray today, Father, that they would lean into your conviction, that they would lean in to, to what you want to do in their life, that something strong would be built on the inside, that they would be rooted in you, that they would be built up, and that they would bear fruit for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen.